Like, uh, honestly, it's more fun that way. Kind of. It's supposed here. to be silent right now. Yeah, but you're not the boss. Did you make the slides? <laughs> Wait, so who's on today? So, uh, welcome to the show. This is Out of Battery Live. We've got the Biplum, Danny, Swarm here today. And uh, the uh, I was looking at the comments over here, and we we got some some folks I haven't seen in a while, dude. We saw Cobra Economics, Mr. Meathead. Oh, word. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, it, it's pretty exciting. This is going to be a good one, because uh, if you don't know who he is, our guest today is quite the gentleman and he has done a lot of very cool work at the catalog but uh before we bring him on how, how is everyone's week going so far what what have you been up to swarm been living the dream baby i just built another new gun today and it's sexy as i'll get out and i'm super excited to uh say that we got a wonderful letter from the church of labor day saints that's giving us approval to go ahead and get the midwest meetup 2.0 on the books so if you're interested in doing a little com uh, community meetup we're gonna hang out do some shooting uh maybe some cult stuff maybe not we'll see uh, it's gonna be labor day this year so keep your calendar open there you go, dude. What the fuck are you doing right now, dude? Huh? I'm brushing my beard. This shit is new to me, okay? I've never fucking had a beard this long. I don't know how to act with it. You got Around beard oil? Yeah, it's in the other room, though. Like, should I put it on the brush, or do I put it on my hand? Well, okay, is it the, like... So, at one point, I had, like, a very bushy beard, and I did the beard oil. If it's the, like, soft, like, the very, like, non-viscous oil, I like to put it on the brush. But if it's the, like sort of clumpy almost waxy oil just apply it directly with your fingers okay. and then brush okay so just on apply the when wet too there you go justin says i still don't have a beard justin can't grow a beard <laughs> even if the military allowed him to Sick uh, your soundboard speaking so, of soundboard where is the gattle prod that we're supposed to set up for super okay. chats i you motherfucker you don't get to it's right here it's fucking done it's ready to go except someone was supposed to fucking make me the cad so i could print something to put it in and uh someone what? never made me the cad when's bro? the last time we talked about this okay i'm writing a note right do it. notes mental. right now in the in the drive in the note my little whiteboard. Anywho, 
<laughs> you guys, this is the end of season three, right? This is the end of season three. You know what that means? That means new intro and new song. Ooh. I'm kind of sad about that. Pat pulled out some of the wires the other day. <laughs> I like discovered him mid eating it. So uh, we might have to reassemble it, but uh, it is here and it does broadly speaking work. Now uh, we all agreed that you're going to wear like little things on your wrist, right? So whenever we get super chat, it's just going to shock the shit out of you, right? So at first, I think we were like, okay. Does this count as self-harm? I, I don't know if it goes against the community guidelines to actually wear it. Dude, the next thing you know, we'll be doing The Running Man. What is The Running Man? You've never seen or read The Running Man? Like, the dystopian game show? So it's a book. Arnold Schwarzenegger did the movie, right? Like, But in the book, in the future, so like if you had a bad heart, they would pay you to get on a treadmill and see how long you could run before it gave out. And like this was a game show, all these type of events like this dude totally great movie book okay. was even better oh somebody so, in the chat will know what i'm talking about nobody in the chat is saying anything about it so <laughs> this the is man has the right idea you uh you just keep it beneath the camera right so you don't i could be lying right like i could not actually be wearing it and it just so happens that you know 30 seconds after uh after you make a super chat, I just jump for no reason, dude. I see we get man. Michael Reeves to build us something. He always builds the craziest fucking I, his shit. His uh the drill he made that would like rotate when he got uh, a Twitch sub is the thing that gave me the idea of the Gattle prod that shocks you if you get a super chat. He made that one with an airsoft gun from whenever he got shot in uh uh Fortnite. It would shoot him. It would like track him down and shoot him. I We're getting off topic. That's weird. I funny. was thinking of the Simpsons episode where they go to counseling and everybody's sitting in a shock chair and they like shock each other during therapy. So okay, if if we do this and it works, uh, are we are we going to distribute all the plans and the the build instructions to everyone? And we all get hooked up, or is it just Cape gets shocked indefinitely, bro? Dude, oh, I'll I like can, that option. I'll mass assembly <laughs> these things, and we can send them to everybody, and we'll just shock the shit out of each other each episode. Oh, Blaze, your two dollars is going wasted right now because uh, it's not it's not ready yet because Danny hasn't given me the cat because he forgot. So. Uh, the list the cape and definitely everyone wants just me to be shocked. <laughs> you want to see your hair fucking poof out <laughs> oh god so actually that is a a good a good way to you know unseen has always wanted me to drop the hair instead of dropping the hair i just let it organically poof out by getting shocked so couldn't we have you touch one of those? Um, what is what is that? Oh, the plasma where, balls or whatever. Yeah, where and then you're <laughs> Oh, you just sounded like a caveman describing fire for the first time. That was Wait a wonderful. minute, we're playing that game, right? Cave one syllable. <laughs> oh, uh, what is that called? Thing make hair stand. Neanderthal poetry, baby. <laughs> Neanderthal poetry. That's a great game. Yep. Oh, okay, we're so off topic. Let's let's <laughs> focus. We're gonna do what's new in Guncad, but uh, unlike uh, usual, um, our guest today has a lot to say about 
What's New in Guncats. We're actually going to bring our guest on right now. So welcome to the stream, Dr. Death. What's up, dude? Hello. Very nice to meet all of you. Thank you very much for having me on. And Running Man was, in fact, a great movie. Hell yeah. Dude. Okay, so let me do this. So Justin usually does this part. Um, so I'm going to have to figure out how to do this on the fly. So let me switch this over. Can you guys see this right here? Make it bigger. Oh, yes, please. Push the button. Okay, so what am I looking at right here? We're going to zoom in. one. Okay, more. that is the new ECM process that just came out with the Partisan 9. And that actually lets you make a ported barrel through ECM. So if you want to do an integral suppressor or if you want to uh, just have a ported barrel to, you know, lower recoil, you know, uh, bleed off some extra gases, that will let you do it. Um, it's in the Partisan 9 release package. It was designed by Immortal Revolt, and it works really, really well. Okay, hell yeah. So Immortal Revolt has been working on ECM stuff for a long time, right? Like he's yeah. one of the ECM OGs. Yeah, he's really, really good at all of that. Uh, I, I would classify him as like an absolute expert in the whole process and everything. If I ever have a question, I ask him. Okay. So uh, just for uh, my edification, this these ports on this barrel here were done with these uh mandrels over on the, the yeah. right here okay yes yeah. yeah and so it lets you be a lot more precise you're not just running a drill bit into a barrel you know and uh yeah. he actually has a design for the partisan nine for a uh suppressor that goes on to it and it is incredibly quiet i've shared uh videos of it on twitter of him shooting it. Well, not him, but a, a licensed person in his beta shooting it. And uh, I mean, it's quiet. It does knock down the nine millimeter to subsonic, you know, mm. so you're, you're losing some power there, but it's a lot like the uh, MP5 SD, you know, uh, where if you want it to be quiet and you want a very, very quiet nine millimeter piece uh, CC, this is the way that you can do it for cheap. You know, you're not paying Heckler and Coke, who God knows how much. Yeah. Hell yeah, this is awesome, dude. I whenever there's something new that's uh, unlocked by a new ECM thing, I I get very yeah. excited. I I hope that more parts of the community fully embrace the ECM barrels techniques. Yeah, well, the step files and everything are out there too. I mean, they're they're all in the package. So if you if anybody wants to grab this and adapt it for their own project, do it. I'd, I'd be happy, you know, spread this around, kill gun control. Hell yeah. It's beautiful. So what are we looking at here? This looks like a, a J22. It is. It is. That is one of my passion projects. That's the Jiffy 22 still in beta. Um, some guys have some really nice working examples now. But uh, it's a Jennings, Bryco, Calwesco, you know, that company was under 10 different names, uh, Jennings J22. And the kits are cheap. The kits are available. You can find them all over the place. And uh, it's actually more reliable than the factory gun, which used the really crappy Zamac frames. Hmm. Uh, 
And basically what this lets you do is it lets you jump into 3D printing at a very low price point. And since it's a 22, you can afford a lot of ammo to test with it. You can just plink around with it. You know, uh, they're a very small, compact little pistol. They're a lot of fun. Um, and I personally wanted to bring them back because I don't think I've ever heard of a company that is more hated by the anti-gun organizations. I mean, this company has been sued out of existence something like four different times, and they always bounce back. And uh, they actually were sued out of existence by every town, like last year. Then every town bought them in bankruptcy and cut up all the pistols and scrapped the machinery. And I found out that the company started back up again, like two months ago. Nice. <laughs> Unstoppable. And, yeah, they don't make the 22s anymore, though. So we, we had to jump in and do that. We had to, oh, we had to rescue the 22s. Are they still doing all these like Zamac designs? Yeah. That, uh, okay. Yeah. Like the old, um, like the clones of the Brico 38s and uh, yeah, like the JA nines and stuff. I actually started collecting those old Saturday night specials. They're fun um, because it's a challenge to make them work at all. Mm. <laughs> so I'm going to get a Lorsen L380 milled for a red dot. Because I'm a sadist. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Okay. Okay. Dude, I'm trying to get this. This is the partisan knot. Yeah. There we go. Now, okay. This right here is the after effects of that uh, ECM process. This is one of them built right now. This dropped. Uh, you can download it right now. And right there, you can see the suppressor on the front. These things are ridiculously quiet. Um, the interesting thing about this design is that it's a, it's a new evolution on the FGC nine design. You know, it uses a square bolt. It's very different internally. You know, it's not very, uh, interchangeable on parts and the buffer is actually contained within that folding brace right there. Hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and so you can't shoot it with the brace closed or, you know, uh, but you can close that and have a very compact. Uh, option for storage. Uh, this thing's been tested for hundreds and hundreds of rounds. It was in beta for about a year. I mean, it uh, it's very reliable. Everyone that's made one has liked it a lot. You know, it's a good, cheap option for a quiet PCC. And uh, I'm, I'm proud of it. I think it's neat. I think that it's going to catch on. It's got a more simple assembly than the uh, FGC-9. It's a little bit more compact than the FGC-9. And, uh, you know, it, it's just a new way of hitting the same problem and uh, improving on it, honestly. So does this... That was done uh, by Immortal Revolt. Sorry. Does this one have uh, a printed fire control group here? Yes, that one does. That okay. one does right there. And so there are options for uh, non-integrally suppressed yes. barrels? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So if you want to you know, uh, not be extra spicy. You know, if you don't want to be extra spicy, you you can go with the normal barrels. And there's options for up to, I think, 16-inch barrels, too. So if you want to use a full stock, you can. Um, it's a neat little carbine, you know. Um, like I said, I, I personally followed the beta on this. 
the documentation is really good. Uh, you know, it's all step by step. There's videos to help you get along with things. And the nice thing about having the square bolt as opposed to the round bolt is that it's a hell of a lot easier. I'm sorry, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, uh, uh, we can say whatever the fuck we like. <laughs> oh, okay, good. <laughs> um, it's a hell of a lot easier to weld that bolt together, and it'll be a lot easier to come up with a weldless option for it too. Okay, right. so right now it is the the released uh, files it includes a weld bolt and uh in the future a planned upgrade is a weldless bolt we're hoping so we're hoping okay. you know uh depends you know if immortal wants to keep working on that or if he passes it off to someone else or if someone else takes the initiative and comes up with it on their own you know uh the sky's the limit on that nobody owns that particular idea it's just a hopeful evolution yeah What? Oh, sorry, I was going to ask what the story behind the magazines were in that. In the, uh, they're they're uh, Glock mags. You know, they're simple. They're you you know they're ubiquitous. They're are they the best magazine in the whole world? No, but they're so darn common. And this thing could very easily be, a, you know, something else. Mag, and uh, I don't think that you'd have if somebody wanted. To that you know it's just simple that uh people it solved some issue back when they were first yeah you know it's such a well understood hmm. you know like the magwell geometry is all figured out for a long time yeah but he printable options the magazines and there's some real Bags now. Hmm. So. <laughs> We're chopping out, aren't we? Oh, is the audio good? You sound good to me. Okay. It was getting choppy there. What's going on? We're lagging. Uh, hmm. I don't know. Do you want me to uh, hear it? Should I come back and? see oh there's some real quality audio okay so everyone is agreeing system wide okay uh-oh uh okay let me dr Depp, uh, let's get an audio check uh can you hear me how does i yeah. how do i sound sound good might get a little choppy that's okay dude send it what are we looking at the px4 Yes, that is the PX4, the Twisty Barrel Beretta. Uh, so this is a Beretta PX4. Uh, this is called the PPX4 because internet. And uh, there's not a ton to say about it. You know, it's a really neat design. Uh, the kits are pretty common. Uh, when he sent me this design, I was able to buy a kit in like two minutes. Um, and uh, the neat thing about the Beretta PX4 is that it uses a rotating barrel for lockup instead of a tilting barrel. And so it's just got a really different recoil impulse and I've shot it a lot and it's neat, mm. but uh, the, for the price of it, you're getting a really well-built Beretta, you know, a really well-built pistol uh, that the government doesn't know about. There you what go. What is that average kit price? 
Uh, let's see here. I paid 120 for mine. They may have gone up because, you know, kits uh, vary. But uh, you can get them cheaper than that. You know, if yeah. you look around, if you really hunt the auctions and stuff, you can get them cheaper. Sometimes they're more expensive, too. You know, depends hmm. uh, on the market that day. But, yeah, like, I paid 120 for mine, and I think Katz has one. And I think he paid 200 for his. Oh, God. Is, is this a Katz design? No, this is actually done by uh, J-Man Jones. Um, Katz okay. is in the beta, and he's, you know, uh, giving advice and things like that. But, no, he actually uh, was okay, you know, just helping out with this one. You know, this guy came to him and he thought it was a really good design. And so it just entered into its third iteration. And I think it's getting pretty darn close to release. You know, now I think that the design has been figured out. Now we're just on to documentation. Hell yeah. The uh, when I saw that it was a Beretta, I was like looking around the picture trying to find yep. the little cat. <laughs> yes, that's that's his thing. He loves them. Okay, this is the uh, this is released now. This is the Recession Ruger, and then really neat thing about this is that it can use any of the Ruger P series slides. So I got this slide and kit for twenty five dollars. And what? Uh, yeah, I got it. It looked like it came out of a river. I actually showed a representative from JSD this thing, and he called it the River Dance Ruger. He thought it was very funny. But yeah, you can see here, I use Scotch Bright to clean off all the uh, rust and gunk, but that thing is 100% reliable. They use Glock mags, and I put Mare of the Succubus on there because I'm a degenerate. And. Uh, <laughs> See, I wanted to see how many people would laugh. That's the funniest part. It's just you don't say anything, <laughs> and you just wait. Yeah, um, you just uh, try and look look straight at the camera and don't acknowledge the succubus. Exactly. Um, actually, the creator of Meru commented on this thing when I put it on Twitter. Uh, but anyway, um, so I got this for 25 bucks. Uh I bought another one later on for, I want to say like 60 or 70 bucks. There are so many Ruger P series out there. You can make this a nine millimeter, 40 or 45. I have a nine mil and I have a 45. Uh, and it can use like the P89. It can use a P85 kit too. If uh, you adapt the ejector, you got to buy a P89 ejector for it. Hmm. Uh, it can use the, the P90, which is the 45, it can use the P91s. It can, you know, the, the entire series. And Ruger made millions and millions of those. And so the kits are really available and they're really cheap. And this is a nice little nine millimeter 4045 personal carbine. This thing weighs almost nothing. This is like mm. two pounds, if that. And uh, it takes Glock mags, of course, again. And, uh, Obviously, it no longer has the brace. I mean, I, I definitely wouldn't have kept that. Uh, but it's it's a fun little gun. It weighs almost nothing. It'd be great for hiking, honestly, because it is so lightweight. It's got a little Picatinny rail at the top where you can attach an optic. Um, you know, and... Uh, are, are the internals yeah. broadly the same as the, the 3011, like AR-15? 
fire control yeah, group and exact like same it. idea yeah okay 3011 fire control group or yeah ar-15 fire control group uh and then it uses the ruger slide barrel and recoil spring and okay. uh and ejector uh the neat thing about this design is that and i think this really helps illustrate it that if you've got a pistol that doesn't lend itself well to 3d printing you know like let's say the uh the walls are too thin, you know, on the frame, like it was designed for a steel frame and it's all just too compact and it's too thin and you can't bulk it up in the right areas to make it printable, at least not to a satisfactory degree. You can, as long as it's hammer fired, although I've seen a uh, high point that someone did this to a uh, C9, you can put it on one of these style frames and make a little PCC or even adapt it to be like a larger format pistol. And uh, you can make use of an entirely different stream of parts kits and an entirely different, uh, you know, something that nobody's thought of before. Like I said, this was 25 mm. bucks, you know, yeah. so you can mm. come up with some really cheap, really cool ideas. Mm. I'd like to see yeah. one of these done with a Tokarev, honestly. Now, can you do the uh, decocker series of these as well? I, uh, I'm just yeah. reminding, yep. I'm reminded of something I have hanging out in the safe. Yeah, yeah, you can. Very interesting. Yeah, and this is out there now. This is uh, live on the catalog that anyone that wants to download it can. Very cool. Hmm. I'm trying to look There's... for $25 fucking kits, man. Yeah. Uh, I got it on Gunbroker. And I just... You just punch yeah. them down. If we can talk, I can show you some of the places that I sort of scout out. The secret and uh, sometimes mm. the, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Secret yeah. sauce. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there's tons and tons of variations on this thing. It, it They experimented so much with it that they've got, if you look at the release file, I mean, you can make this look like some sort of crazy space gun if you want to. Hmm. I'm not sure that I've ever seen this before, but has anyone done any sort of like clamshell design that sort of clamps over the top so you can't see the the? Yeah, this has slide? that. Okay. Yeah, this has Very that. Cool. I just don't. Uh, I don't have it on mine. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. you if you do that, then it looks like a little submachine gun. And actually, uh, one of the guys in the beta made a cocking lever that you replace the rear sight, the dovetail. You just pound that out, mm. and you can slide in a printable cocking lever. And it has the cutout on the side of the clamshell, and you can just uh, cock the slide that way. And then it's all enclosed, okay. and it's got a full-length Picatinny rail along the top. Hell yeah. That rocks. Yeah, I love that no, thing. Don't comment what is going on. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, here we go. So this is the, the uh, double stack 3011 now. So it's using the double stack mm -hmm. 1911 frames. Um, you know, AR fire control group. This one was, uh, you know, it's one of Ivan's designs and it, this is just another one that it really shows how you can adapt this basic format to almost any pistol. And you can, you know, you can make it in 10 millimeter. You can get, you know, there's some crazy 1911, uh, uppers out there. And, uh, I, I just, I real. this is uh, also live now. This is dropped. Uh, so if you've got one of these uh, double stack 1911s or uh, you have the magazines, I should say, then you can, you can have 
twice the firepower as the ordinary 1911, you know? Mm. It's perfect yeah. in time for the Third World War, you know? <laughs> Three World Wars. Also, Soon, if right? you guys didn't... Yeah. I'll uh, unmute to that. 2000. Are we last <laughs> 3,000. All right, I'm taking bets. Do we get World War Three and then Civil War, or do we get Civil War and then World War Three? Good <laughs> one. Let, let him finish Sorry. going through what's in a gun cat before we make him answer spicy questions about World War III. He brought it up in my defense. <laughs> I think World War Three then Civil War, because I think the domestic front would have to degrade to the point that people wouldn't be willing to contribute anymore. And then it's going to depend on how authoritarian the government's going to want to be to maintain that same war effort. I think China is going to use our people against us in World War III. That's going to be a tactic that they use to... I think you're right. Further. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Everybody uh, get rid of TikTok now. I never had it. Yeah, tell your kids. Honestly, the fact that uh, it, it now seems like deeply plausible that World War III will happen... A little concerning, you know. I feel like five years ago, people were like, "This is the safest, most peaceful period in history," and now people are like, "Um, when is World War Three starting?" I'm like, "Just want to rip the bandaid off. Let's get there." Buy rice and beans <laughs> and yeah, barbecue. You don't sauce. have enough food barbecue and water. Sauce. You know, maybe figure that out before buying your next parts kit. If you don't have a gun and you're just stocking up supplies for somebody else. See, Luke this is Trump. why I do both. <laughs> yeah, both is the answer. Okay. okay. Before we so, get into too much trouble, what am I looking at right here? All right, this one's really cool. This is a joint project with uh, the catalog to turn suspense and Aussie. And this is the Ump 11.9. And... Uh, so what this is, is it's a printable upper. It uses a Mac 11 bolt and barrel uh, AR fire control. I think that's an AR fire control group. Yeah, like AR fire control group. And uh, so what this is basically getting you is an H&K ump for like a quarter of the price, maybe. You know, all you've got mm -hmm. to do is buy the Mac barrel, buy the Mac bolt, and there's tons of companies now making those because... 3D printing has made them so popular. And uh, this is done by MPR Tech and uh, Arthur Caldine. Caldine? I'm Claudine. sorry. I, DB Claudine. Firearms. Yeah, DB no. Firearms. That's how I know them. But I they wrote it to me here is that. And I, I read these names and I don't get to say them. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> um, no, but uh, so this is done on both platforms, which is awesome because it means that we can really get a lot of talent pool we can look at it we can uh study it <laughs> we can find out any issues but honestly there's not too much wrong with this thing you know uh looking back in the beta room like guys are building it it's going really well and it looks cool that's the neatest thing yeah. i've already used it on twitter to you know freak out some anti-gunners and if it mm. can pass that test you know you know that you've done something well this is um, hot because it, it resembles broken bullets 
UMP vote, right? But trying to get an Evo slide for his build is difficult for some. Uh-huh. And this uses a Mac bolt, which yes. is a lot easier to get a hold of. Hmm. Yeah, this no, is their, the first instance of that 45 round mag that I've seen in the wild uh, because it's absolutely disgustingly large. And nobody but ever don't you love it? I love I, it. <laughs> it's not. Wait, is this um, is one of yours, right? It is. Yeah. 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 I want to know more about that because I, I need it in my life. Uh, so the short of it is uh, when we were first designing those, we were taking springs out of the Sten mags because we were trying to print yeah. Sten mags. But the Sten yeah. mag springs are fucking huge, dude. And they're so yeah. strong. So I was like, well, my little printed feed lips can't handle this. So we just made the, uh, the, the mag a little bit longer. So you could fit like 45 rounds in there. So then this will fit anything that uh, takes a Sten mag? Um, is, is, no, that, is that the, what this one will do? Or what's this for? I, I'm, I'm not trying to be stupid. The magazine itself. So the mag yeah, yeah. is just the length. So we have a couple different ones for like SVTRs. I believe this one's the Sumac uh, mag. Oh, okay. So it has a little notch on the back. Um, so we can use a uh, paddle, uh, yeah. paddle mag release, uh, which is far more reliable than the the upside down AR15 release. Mm. Yes, I like this because I have a bunch of Sten mags and nothing to do with them, and this is so much nicer. Yeah, the real hit or miss. Brody old mags. Sten. Yeah. Mm. Yes. So I'm really excited for this one. I want to actually print this one uh, myself, and. Uh, I just like the styling of it. I like the HK look. I like how simple it is. I like the fact that it uses a Mac bolt because I think that's really smart. You know, and uh, I like the fact that it's a a joint design. You know, I think that that's a cool idea. I think it's going to get a lot of talent from both sides and you're going to end up with a really well-researched, really well-tested design. So, um, since we're already on the topic, let's take a, a brief moment here. Wait, let me change these. There we go. Can we take a brief moment to discuss the the history of joint designs? Because uh, I don't know. It, it seems like they're a relatively recent phenomenon. Is that pretty the accurate? The first one was uh, actually my first design that when I became beta manager, uh, that was the very first that I know of joint design. And that was the Uritau by Z uh, Carioca. Yeah. And uh, that was, he was a member of both Aussie and deterrence dispense catalog, whatever you want to call it. And uh, he, he came to me and then he was also in Aussie and he's like, well, can I do it in both? And I'm like, well, sure. Why not? You know, I don't see any reason why you can't. And then that has, that design is awesome. You know, that's the bullpup nine millimeter. I love that thing. It's so cool. Um, he's a really nice guy too, if you ever talk to him. Um, but anyway, so from there we ended up with, uh, I think it went on to the Apple Pie, the pump action AR releases. Mm. And uh, that was also a joint, that became a dual release. And now we're doing this, uh, you know, the, UMP 11.9. And so we're really seeing some nice advancement, both in relations and in the fact that you're getting so much talent and so many good people and so many good testers testing these designs out and refining them 
Like those pump action ARs are awesome. You know, um, the Uratau is awesome. You know, the amount of, uh, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I'd just like to take a minute and say, fuck you, Keybase, because there needs, like, there really needs to be a place where communication can cross over. Like, the joint projects are cool, but you got it's taking place over here and it's taking place over here, and the data yeah. needs to go back and forth where there needs to be. And like, it's annoying. And, uh, yeah. Yep. So, question about Keybase. Has anyone just gone back and just uh, seen if you get banned? No, I have. I've had conversations on there. Okay. It's, and, uh, it's like the ghost of a platform now. Okay. Hmm. Sorry. It's in, I didn't mean it. it's in warm status. It's waiting for a return. Mm-hmm. We're, we're bringing it back. We're going to take it. Oh, so on, on the topic of the Uratau, I just yeah. want to shout something out about how do you say his name? Z Karaoke? Mm-hmm. That's how I pronounce it. I don't okay. think it's right. Z Karaoke. All right. Some shit you guys ain't never fucking seen before because you're just a bunch of kids. The Three Amigos, a Disney yes. classic. In this movie, Donald Duck and a toucan named Z Karaoke <laughs> from Brazil. Right, yep. I think he was a toucan and another bird. I forget which was the other bird. Uh, they all hang out like the whole time. So his character is that bird from the show. And obviously, you guys aren't old enough to fucking remember okay. that shit. Steve, three amigos. Yes, <laughs> I got you. I got you. That that makes sense. Okay. okay. Not tracking. So he, uh, oh, I, I think he lost his password in. He did tricks or something, and so he was away for a long time. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it was like every day for months in the AWCY uh lobby, there would be yeah. people coming in asking about him. So he that project just a, a huge draw. People love that project. Yeah, it's I think a really it's really cool project. I have the whole thing printed, and it's just it has went to project pile. But I have the whole thing yeah. printed. I was waiting on a barrel. I thought I had a lead on a barrel. I missed out on the beta set up for barrels for it. So I'm still sitting barrelless with that, you know, the whole thing printed. I'm ashamed. If it you want to know something, build. something very funny, he lost the password for his catalog that turns dispensed account too. And so <laughs> for like a few weeks, I was doing everything on Twitter with him and having to like forward stuff. Into the beta room. Oh, and no. That was, that was good. And then I just get a message and he's like, I'm back. <laughs> like, oh, thank God. Oh, man. So, I, honestly, I think the, the single thing that would harm gun control the most would be all of the, uh, the beta testers and developers who have project piles that are unfinished getting on Adderall. Mm. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Adderall is like a weapon against gun control. Legitimately. <laughs> oh, I have so many unfinished projects. I have so many guns that are like three. They're fully printed and sitting there and they're partially assembled. And it's just like, but I've got so much else going on. And yeah. then I get distracted. I'm bad. I have the ADD. We, yeah. yeah, don't we all? 
<laughs> we are here from one end of the spectrum to the other. Many spectrums. Dude, can someone full screen me, baby? Dude. Ooh, good choice. Good choice. What are we looking at? All right, this is the animal farm. And this is hmm. a 3D printable AR-10 upper receiver. So God it's damn. made by the same guy, uh, Coop Co-op. I don't know which one he prefers. I've heard it pronounced both ways. Uh, I'm going to say co-op. And he's the same guy that did the Biden's Bane, the first uh, printable AR style upper, at least the one that I know about, the our first one at least. And uh, so what he did was he beefed it way up and stretched it out and made it now able to handle AR-10 components in 308. And I've seen this thing shoot and it rips. I mean... Mm. it's neat mm -hmm. it's going to be more simple to put together than like uh any of the other 308 options you know because semis are awesome don't get me wrong i love them but they're they're a pretty challenging build you know and it's yeah. always been said that any idiot with a wrench can build an ar uh and that's the neat thing about this is that you can get some really cheap components online and test it out and you've got 308 power and uh you know, it, it's, uh, we have 3D printable lower receivers to go with it. So you can essentially, other than the bolt and the barrel, 3D print everything for an AR-10. Mm -hmm. hmm. You know, you need the bolt, you need the barrel. The fire control group can be 3D printed. So, you know, you're looking at springs and, you know, two components. And yes, there you go. You've got a battle rifle. I want to do a chopped one really bad and make it like a modernized Bonnie and Clyde uh, whip it BAR, you know? Like, I want to put a loop on the uh, brace and, uh, you know, just uh, have a really short fireball blaster. Yeah. The flashbang. Yeah. Flashbang dispenser. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> It's a beautiful thing. I like yeah, it. it I like it. That particular build was done by uh, Uber Clay, actually, the guy that did the Recession Ruger. He's the developer behind that. So those two get along really well, and they uh, kind of bounce ideas off of each other, and they come up with some cool stuff. Hell yeah. This is mine. <laughs> I like this gun. Um, This is... Part of uh, Freeman 1337's uh, new Glock package that's coming out. He's going to have a ton of different designs. He's going to have a ton of different stipples. This is called the Pineapple Express stipple. And if you zoom in there, it's a I'm actually holding this gun right now. And uh, it's actually designed after a pineapple. And that's because we were all drinking one night and started making swingers jokes. And that turned into a long uh running joke about pineapples where we just randomly post them around places and now it turned into a stipple pattern but it's actually incredibly comfortable so swinging no joke don't knock it till you try it is oh i i i uh i'll take your word for it <laughs> i didn't know how to react to that one you almost confessed bud <laughs> yeah right now <laughs> i've met swingers and there used to be a club for them like Two miles down the road from my house. 
We call so them alternative weird. lifestyle clubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, it got real alternative there. Who is <laughs> we Jit Club? People that <laughs> frequent alternative lifestyle clubs. I see. <laughs> Doctor <Whoa>. Swinger. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! See, oh, I told you started you it now. I hey, no. you know what? Whatever. I have the pineapple Glock. You gotta own so, it. Quick, quick. Anyway. Thing about the pineapple swinger connection is that actually yeah. real like dude i i someone told me that once that you know you yeah can always identify the swingers if they're carrying a pineapple and i'm like is that real who the fuck it's an upside down pineapple is the way what that about, it used to be done what about okay. all the poor people at the grocery store just buying pineapples no like, you like get like pineapple decorations and put them on your porch and then like on swinger night you you'd like just rotate the pineapple on your porch people mm, know what to yeah. do why are you so knowledgeable there, Bit? Well, I'm knowledgeable in <laughs> he all said we. Okay. Okay. He said we. That's it. Has we'll a more need secret community going on there. It doesn't it's sound secret, secret community. community. It's half of <laughs> uh, but anyway, so this one for, <laughs> here is done on a uh, Patmos uh, Glock 34 slide that was given to me by JSD. Super nice guys. Awesome mm. slide. Awesome build. I put a uh, hollow sun red dot on it and a uh, true glow trinium night sights. And actually the little uh, flare, the magwell at the bottom is from a file for an airsoft gun. And I realized that the attachment method for the airsoft gun was the exact same as the 3d printable glocks, meaning you drill a hole in it and stick a screw in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that actually worked out really well, but I can't uh, take credit for that uh, magwell right there. That's available on Thingiverse. Um, this thing is accurate. It's fun. You know, it's a Glock. You know, they, they do Glock things. You know, you, you pull the trigger, it goes bang. The bullet goes where you want it to. Um, but I really thank, you know, like thanks JSD once again. You know, I saw the shirt earlier. I have the same one. And uh, I, I like it, you know, and it's exciting because Freeman's got a ton, and I mean, when I say a ton, I mean a ton of these coming out in really weird configurations too. I also have one with the same pineapple stipple that is a Glock 17 slide on a Glock 26 grip. And mm. that way you can use any magazine that you want, any Glock magazine that's double stacked, that is. And if you use the longer ones, you get the longer grip. You know, but if you want to go ultra concealment mode, you know, you uh, just use the regular 26 magazine. I think we but, should uh, need to start more uh, magwells that can be put onto printed frames instead of. I, yeah, I agree. I think that's a really, I think that'd be an easy project. And yeah. I think that it'd be a really useful one. And it would let people uh, modify their frames a lot more, you know, because if you decide that you don't like it, you don't want to have it permanently on there, especially if you've got right. a really nice print, you know, you can just yeah. take it on and off as you want. But yeah, I wanted to make a 3D printable uh, race gun. And so that's that's what this uh, eventually came into. Oh, yeah. You know? And now I carry it around all the time because it's a great desk toy. Please tell me the helmet's not printed. No, the helmet is not printed. The that rails? Was- no, that is uh, night vision 
right there at the front. Oh, Ooh. shit. <laughs> Blended, I didn't see that I at all. Yeah, that. yeah, no, I know. It's not the, <laughs> the best picture in the world. Oh, damn it to hell. Now I'm seeing in the admin chat that I'm a swinger. I really did. I really did. Oh, these guys up. act like, oh, listen, oh, the chat oh, is acting like like it's not, you can go have sex, promiscuous sex with a different person every night. Why not just have sex with them all at the same fucking time? Promiscuous. <laughs> you can free up the rest of your week. Wholesome family values are not a battery life. The, the oh real reason God. to be a swinger is so that you can get your promiscuity out of the way in the most efficient fashion possible, according to Biplum. It's an efficiency thing, not a degeneracy. Back thing. to building guns. <laughs> All right. Of course, he comes fast. He's got guns to build. <laughs> Race from the start, guys. Oh, <laughs> I love our chat. Oh, God. oh, you gotta love it. Okay, so now this is a 3D printable night vision helmet, or not helmet, I should say, it's goggles. And what this actually uses is, uh, it uses drone cameras. So it's an IR, you know, it's not the, uh, it's it's not going to be, you know, some crazy military grade uh, night vision equipment. But uh, what it basically is going to do is let you very cheaply get into night vision decide if you like it and uh i guess uh test it out you know uh it's great for hunting you know that's what the guy that actually designed it which i'm looking for his name right now because i am very forgetful uh yeah that is the s3ktor night vision and uh it's cheap he said, I think that you could build it for like 150 bucks, $200. Yeah. And the quality is good. There's a long battery life. It's been tested a lot. He had three or four different buddies build them. And then they all went on a coyote hunt together. And it worked out really well, he said. Um, that is currently in beta on the deterrence dispense rocket chat. It's a quick print. You can fit the whole thing on an Ender 3. Um, it's designed to be waterproof and tough. And, uh, you know, if you're worried about someone using IR against you and you're really not into IR, you know, the infrared stuff, then, you know, maybe that's not for you. But if you just want to get into night vision and if you want to especially have a cheap option, because I'm going to be honest, for hunting or the most likely scenarios where you might want to use night vision, I highly doubt the burglar breaking into your house is going to be running nods, you know? So this would give yeah. you a heck of a leg up. You know, they're not going to be doing counter surveillance with IR, you know? Um, in the apocalypse, though, if, if you don't the, have the IR, you're going to die from someone who does. Very possible. Very possible. So we can so, talk about the difference real quick between analog and digital uh, night vision. So these are an example of digital night vision where it's taking a camera and cameras like security cameras that you'll see on YouTube or wherever you see them that are looking really good in the, in the dark because of IR light. Um, yep. The only, there are a couple downsides. One being that you need uh, either ambient light or yep. um, an IR illuminator. So if somebody else has NVGs, they'll be able to see you. Um, some have delays depending on the system that you're, using them in because that video transmission has to take time to get to a screen. Um, 
but like you said, they're super cheap to get into. Like you can get those cameras for like 50 bucks and then you can get a higher resolution screen for I don't know, another 50 or hundred or whatever. And then your analog systems are of course thousands of dollars for uh, just the tubes. Sometimes I think you can get them as low as like yeah. 1500 bucks, but they're always going to be expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, um, no, no, that's, it's very true. You know, and that's the whole thing is that uh, the, it's a cheap way to jump in. It's not, it's not going to maybe make everyone happy, but I think it's really darn cool. And oh, I yeah. think that it's a neat way to have a helmet mounted system. You know, it's all 3d printable. It's waterproof. It's tested. It, you know, a dozen times already now, um, you know, like a dozen different builds and uh, a neat thing actually about the IR in the infrared is that that was pioneered at the very end of world war two. And during the battle of Okinawa, they would strap the illuminators onto M one carbines and it led to, uh, I think it was something like 50 or 60% of the Japanese casualties were actually taken at night because even though they could only see about 70 yards, Oh, sorry. 30% of the Japanese casualties were inflicted by rifle fire using IR illuminators because they would try and move at night and they didn't realize that they were being spotted in total mm. dark. You know. Oh, yeah. Damn. I'd so, like everybody to look up dicyanin dye. It's a solvent dye. And if you put it in between two panes of glass, it allows you to see crazy shit. And they use it in night vision in the beginning. Now, this oh. solvent dye is used in, it's a textile dye. But it is illegal in the United States to import this dye into the United States because textile dyes are toxic if ingested. So it makes sense to make it illegal and, and you can't have it because it's toxic if you ingest it. Check this uh, uh, this stuff out. Dicyanin textile dye. Hmm. This out on AliExpress or what? Uh, you can't buy it. Um, but early night vision systems used this. And in like the Vietnam War, helicopter pilots were shooting at each other and reporting that they were seeing like crazy shit when they were using this night vision. And they would end up shooting at each other like while they're doing night uh, night runs or whatever. Check it out. It's pretty cool. Hmm. There you go, dude. And these these are ex very exciting. How, how much did you say the all-in cost for this is? Like less than 200 bucks? Yeah, it was like uh 150 to 200 you know okay. depending on how you go about it. it's cheap you know uh yeah. so you know it's cool oh yeah okay this mm -hmm. is an update here this is the yeet 22 fully diy semi-auto 22 pistol and uh this has been in beta for a while it's by shit on wheels and uh this has been tested a lot. Uh, he's refining the looks because, you know, it's it's still not quite there, but uh, it looks better than it did. I don't know if you guys saw the earlier things where it looked like a Lego set from hell, but uh, <laughs> it, it did. But this is completely DIY. It's a semi-auto 22. I saw some crazy guy that made one in full auto, but, uh, you know, that was probably just a camera trick, you know, but whatever. <laughs> anyway... Uh, and this is just neat because since it is, I mean, it is only a 22, but since it's also completely homemade, it's compact and you can conceal it. And it makes it that anyone in the world can have a handgun that has more than one or two shot capability. 
And so this is currently in beta. Uh, there's a lot of guys testing it, a lot of people testing it. We're always looking for more testers if anybody wants to join in. Um, but this thing's neat just because of what it represents. You know, it's it's got a kind of weird bullpup look to it, but at the same time, it'll tuck in a jacket pocket. And uh, once this design's nailed down, yeah, it's a 22 for now. But, uh, you know, once you get everything figured out, you can start bumping those calibers up pretty darn quick. Hmm. So it, what's going on with this trigger right here? The trigger return spring? A beautiful yeah. feat of engineering, that's what. Yeah. yeah <laughs> oh, what okay, I mean. so it's connected up here, right? Like Up there, the, yeah, and it flies and it drops the uh, sear and then it okay. sends the uh, striker forward. Um, Shit on Wheels is an amazing designer of chaos and, <laughs> you know, it all works. That's the funniest part is like, it's just a different way of doing something, but you know, like that's all part of the refining process. You know, you get it to work first and then you make it pretty. I mean, that's the, getting there. That's the innovation <laughs> process though. All, yeah. all the new firearms that came out early 1900s or whatever was yep. a weird way of doing things until it's like, Oh shit, all this works. Let's do that. No, exactly. And we've gotten to the point with this thing where it does work and it works well. And they are uh, redoing the magazine right now. <laughs> Mr. Snow, thank you. Um, <laughs> Don't listen to him. I don't believe that. Dude, I can't see the chat, so I feel left out. I don't know what's going on. It popped up on my You'll screen. just have to watch it tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. But anyway, this thing... Uh, it's functional. They're working on the magazine. They're refining the magazine. It's not hard to build. I mean, it's a 22, so it's going to be cheap to shoot. And, you know, if you wanted to use something like blanks or ram sets, if you're in a place that doesn't have normal 22 ammo, you can adapt those. And uh, I think it's going to have a really big impact once it finally drops and comes out. What uh, is the magazine uh completely from the ground up design yeah okay. yeah which was an interesting choice but you know that's that's what he wanted you know he started it on one way i think now they are looking at adapting uh different magazines because we actually have a printable glock 22 magazine that's about to drop and uh, i didn't provide pictures with that because i didn't have any good pictures of it but uh they're looking at maybe adapting that now and making it take those uh, 22 caliber, like the adventure line or not a or adventure, whatever the advantage arms, uh, okay. the AA magazines, uh, they're making it possibly take those instead because mm -hmm. this one, it works, like I said, but it's a single stack mag and it, you know, uh, it's his own design. So, it, it's going to be easier to give it the broadest possible appeal by using those printable Glock mags that have been tested and proven to work right. Yeah. You know, they, they, they're going to be more available, easier to get springs, etc. So yeah, yeah, that's that's the Yeet 22. And I used it to terrify the Canadians when they banned all the handguns. Classic. Oh, the Canadians. What are they doing? Someone Free. tagged the Mounties on me and tried to report me to the RCMP, and I laughed. 
There's more. Yeah, there's more, dude. I don't even is know what these are. What are these? This is the um, this is the five seven. The so this is the five seven by AWCY. Oh, that's gorgeous. Oh, five I seven is that. dropping in price. I've seen I, I, this uh, this slide uh, in Michigan. This is a, a fun one. The Rainbow Princess Unicorn Baby. So five seven is dropping like a rock as far as price goes. I saw today at the local gun store. 500 rounds for 319 bucks dude and is this it was what what am i looking at at this on this red one is that so um, the the sleeve i'm pretty sure the sleeve on the slide i'm gonna say it wrong just so somebody in the chat can correct but the sleeve over the slide is printed so like the the slide part is not like a glock right like it's plastic on the top hmm okay Okay, so this one is uh, also uh, uh, another printed cover. Yes. Somebody comment. Come on. Oh, you know that's how this nice. Dude, the, the circle of death. Come on, Google. <laughs> Get your shit together. Kate, we need to pay more money to Google to make our drive work faster. I know, dude. There's You can see down here, like, sort of grayed out, but... We can buy more storage, but the, the storage we have doesn't work. Mm. Fix your shit, Google. All right, I'm bored. We're just scrolling. Oh, that one right there. Okay, so there's another one right there. That P90 is in 22 okay. We just get to look that like that. That is nice. This one's in oh, 22. Like this is how you know that V8 really does love Ivan because he designed the P90 <laughs> in 22 TCM. If you An ever get Ivan in a... <laughs> If you ever get Ivan in a discussion about 22 TCM, just just buckle up because you know it is that is not a joke that he loves that round. <laughs> that is a serious. That is serious. Dude. He made me want to buy one, <laughs> dude. If this opens, oh my god! Come on, open! I believe in hey. you. This is a beautiful photo. I don't know who took this photo, but uh, I love it. I, the chainsaw randomly in the background come on guys let's all take photos this beautiful facts <laughs> okay um i'm gonna switch back and come back over here because I have a what's new uh-oh you have a what's new dude yeah I'm hit us holding it you ready for it it's my little semi-auto launcher we're making oh. leaps and bounds on it this is a 26.5 yeah. Uh, not a functional firearm. It is a signaling nope. device, which is why it's integrally suppressed. Doesn't work very well. The suppression is still very fucking loud. Um, but we're working on mag fed. This is a five round uh, box mag, and we're working on a drum as well. Uh, though that's not quite taken priority over uh, getting it to work. So, but I uh, I have gotten into the launchers, and I blame all of you. And uh, I just printed one of the NC-79s, and I freaking love that thing. Dude. Hell yeah. It is so much fun. Someone does, though, need to shrink that down and make a nice little hunting 12-gauge that uses pipe. I don't know if anybody's got that in plans or anything, but I love the mechanism on that. The self-cocking just works so well. And you can flip it. And, oh, I like it's it. Such, it's such an untapped... Well, we are currently tapping it, but it's such an untapped, like... 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Thing. Market. That, yeah. Right. Feel. Like there, and there's so much room in the 37 and 26.5 millimeter rounds that like we can engineer some stuff into them. Um, it's just a lot of fun to like play with those engineering uh, challenges, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much that you can do with the round. I was talking to a guy that I saw on YouTube uh, and he actually gave me the files and everything. He wasn't interested in doing a beta, but uh, he made a launchable round that when it hits the ground, it bursts ghost pepper powder. Yeah. And now you can make it be chalk, but he assured me that with like, it really disperses. Yeah, and so uh, apparently CS gas and stuff is good to go. So yep, a dispersal is round is good to go. legal. Oh, uh, is it? Okay, good. Yeah, good. Shark yes, rounds, not so much, but CS gas or powder, stuff like that, that's good to go. Wait, they how is chalk that. not legal? What? They're, that's a, I thought the chalk what? Dude, marijuana a, is a schedule one drug. Virus. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird gray area, and I think that they're talking about a specific chalk round. Um, I don't okay. know. We don't need to get into that. No. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying there's a lot of options out there <laughs> for cool stuff. Yes, absolutely. Dude. Um, speaking of cool stuff, I also have a What's New in Guncad. Um, it's a video. I'm going to play it. Dude, shout out to my boy, Durban Poison Pew. Uh, I made him a video the other day. And, uh, you know, it's fun. So I'm just going to roll it. Everyone's going to be muted automatically. So you guys can't ruin it by talking through it. <laughs> she told me she was from Morocco, by the way, of South Chicago. Graduated in the Bay, had her birthday in LA. Said I had to go to Paris, drive a jet on her parents. Asked me if I want to roll. I said, if you take me home, I The sound of that bacon just gets me. I'm into it. Like has, it. He's got such good taste in music. Yeah. No, that was well done. That was nice. I like that. Can we talk about that thing holding up to a 308 muzzle blast? That's uh, it's pretty yeah. impressive. The I has anyone. Uh, so when we were at Shot Show, the uh, the people at the Fry Tech booth, whose name I forget, and I feel very bad because I talked a lot. What yeah, no what was it? Novalite. Novalite. Yeah. yeah. Jesus so Christ, when when uh, I was talking with them, we sort of talked about uh, you know they had sort of three D print display um, muzzle devices that they were like using to show off the internals of the device mm -hmm. and uh someone asked them hey like are these 3d printed too and they're like no no, no, no. you know very few things will uh you know be able to take a 3d printed muzzle device and i had that in the back of my head when durbin was like yeah we're gonna try it out on a 308 and then <laughs> like an hour later he sends me the video of I think it was Nestor just fucking sending it out of the 308. Or maybe uh, 
It was, was Taggart. Taggart just that was saying, J-tag. It up. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, it's very cool that it uh, can withstand 308. Let's fucking oh, go, yeah. dude. The advances in, like, the materials that we're using and the advances in just, like, how we figured out how to make these printed designs take stresses that nobody ever thought they'd be capable of taking. It is amazing. Like, it is awesome to see. So, on on that topic, are there, like, what percentage of the betas you're running right now are people pushing for non-PLA plus materials? Uh, I'm going to be completely honest, almost none. And okay. the reason for that is that I, it's, it's a fault probably of my own where I want people to be able to get anything to work in PLA plus. Um, I don't have an issue if you want to make a non PLA design. I just find that what ends up happening with the non-PLA designs is not as many people come in to test it, and then the developers either lose interest or, you know, they mostly they just lose interest, you know, and they sometimes release, you know, it's not the end of the world or anything. It's just, it makes it trickier, I think, for everyone. And uh, I think there's tons of uh, potential for these different materials. Like, uh, I've been seeing crazy stuff that people are using with TPU. You know, and, uh, you know, it's the sky's the limit. You know, I don't have anything against anyone doing that. I just, uh, I've just noticed that as far as recruiting a lot of testers, you sometimes have issues. So do you think the state of the art changes and what counts as your entry level printer? Increasingly, it seems like the, the printer everyone is pushing is the bamboo labs and the bamboo labs if i'm not mistaken like just easily prints nylon out of the box yeah yeah we're gonna see oh go ahead oh i I was just gonna ask in in like a year if the bamboo labs is sort of the standard in guncat at that point do you think that expectation will change and people will in in most of the betas devs will be experimenting with nylon more Yes, I think so. I think that as the printers get better and they're more easily capable of handling uh, different materials, I think you're going to absolutely see uh, material choices changing. Uh, Right now, the reason that you're seeing so much PLA and PLA plus, et cetera, is because a lot of people are just running Ender 3s, you know, and that's a price point thing. But what Bamboo Labs has been able to do is make an incredibly advanced printer for a relatively affordable price. I mean, it, we're not talking an industrial price here. Um, yeah, they're still expensive. I don't have one. <clears throat> you know, I run uh, Creality stuff because I'm a loser. But uh, basically, it's because the the Creality printers, as they stand now, uh, aren't as capable of printing the more exotic materials. And I think that as you see the bamboo system start to take over, you're going to see that change and you're going to see more cheaper printers coming out with those enhanced capabilities. And that's the march of progress. And once that happens, yeah, you're going to see an explosion of nylon designs. You're going to see an explosion of uh, 
you know, just, just exotic materials. And that's going to be really interesting because they are all going to behave differently. And you're going to start seeing a lot better designs because of that. Things yeah. that we can't do with the PLA. Like so, go out in the sun for an extended yes. period of time, longer than 30 yes. minutes. Thank also, yeah, for everybody in the, you know, if you're saying nylon is expensive, well, don't fucking prototype in the shit. Go and get your gun built, do the cornstarch, and then go back and print your forever frame in nylon. Right? Yeah. Like, be done with yep. it right there like that. Dude, quick shout out to uh, Turtle's wife. He needs, frankly, he needs, needs a bamboo lab. He gave so, you a uh, baby. You give him a bamboo labs <laughs> now. It's only fair. Uh, so it, when I was uh, at Bitplum's house for launcher day, um, Mathematics had one of his launchers sitting out in the sun. And it mm -hmm. can't have been in the sun for that long maybe like 30 minutes tops yeah the sun just shifted it wasn't in the sun when he set it down and then like the sun shifted over the course of 20 or 30 minutes and i was like that should move and it it like the pla literally just melted it was like it really limp yeah and that was probably the the biggest convincer for me like oh if you live in a hot place yeah, yeah. nylon is pretty attractive just for that yeah, no, I, if you, I don't live in a hot place. I live very far away from that in the north and the mountains in the woods. And uh, so basically what uh, I had a friend who was in South Carolina and he was bragging to me about his FGC9. You know, this is years ago. This is probably back in 2020, maybe 2019. And he's like, yeah, my FGC9, I just got it printed. I'm going to go to the range. And he had it in a gym bag in his car in july in south carolina and then he sent me a picture of a noodle and it was he was very sad about it so yeah i think that we should explore the the nylon because of that you know so uh orca brought up asa i have had very good experience with asa however it has not been for gun frames i don't really know the the answer so I've, have any of you printed ASA for frames? ASA is supposed to be super similar to ABS, but it's not uh, as photosensitive, so it won't degrade in UV light. Um, I think, yeah, so it's more heat resistant, very chemical resistant, uh, less toxic. I don't think it's non-toxic. I still think it is toxic when you're printing it. Um, and it's fairly cheap, only good for, I don't think it's that flexible. Justin, unless you can really just take ASA like that. You can acetone weld with it, which is a huge upside to ABS sure. and ASA. Uh, one of the first things I was like really excited about in 3D printing a long time ago, it's like trying to figure out how to uh, do some sort of like welding with PLA. And it turns out there's not much you can do that isn't no. just like a horrendously toxic chemical. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not the best. That's for certain. So what was your first printer? Was it an Ender three? It was an Ender three pro and I still have it. And I, I named it old reliable. And uh, to this day, it still prints more smooth than any of my other printers. And I don't know why that is. I think it's just because I screwed with it so much. 
how upgraded is it? Is it like half the original parts are gone? Like it has is Ender. It has a silent board, a metal extruder arm, and uh, I replaced the springs with silicone discs. Hell yeah! And uh, I put a glass bed on it, but that's that's about it. You know, I, so I guess it's fairly upgraded. You know. Just over time, as things yeah. wore out, I was like, well, if I'm going to replace this anyway, I might as well upgrade it. And I had to replace the board because I smoked my first board because I was trying to put a BL Touch on and they had the BL Touch wired wrong. And it fried my board. Hmm. Like from that. the factory, they had it wired. Yeah. Except I fried my BL Touch, but it was a cheap Chinese one. Oh, another. Uh, yeah. Well, then, yeah, that's that's the better option. But whatever, you know, now I have the silent board. Um, I also have my, I have three printers and I never got super fancy with my printers because I've always been relatively happy with what I've been able to do. But I have a uh, Ender 5 Plus because I wanted a really big printer. And I actually like that thing. It is wonky. Like I, I'd say that the criticisms of it being like a wonky printer are accurate. Like it can just give you random issues, but I've got it figured out pretty well. And then I have a uh, CR10 s pro one of the smart ones and i won that at an auction for a hundred bucks because they had it listed as an ender three and i was like oh i'll bid a hundred bucks on an ender three and then they handed me a cr10 s pro brand new in the box and i was like this isn't an ender three and they're like yeah we had it mislabeled here you go mm. thanks that's sick yeah eight hundred dollar printer for a hundred bucks i was happy about it is the <laughs> Ender 5 plus the one with the touchscreen, or is that the Ender 5 Pro? They shouldn't have named them that. That's close. the Ender 5 Pro. Okay. Yeah, they have a goofy. goofy They've got the S1 the series Pro. out now. The 5S1 and the 3S1. Yeah. I think those are the bee's knees. Are they? Yeah, nylon. I think they come with like a new extruder. They're like nylon ready out of the box. You can get the uh, Sonic board and go clipper right with them. That's awesome. Supposedly, I I think they said that the I don't know if the CR10 S Pro can do nylon or not. I'll have to look into that. Because mm. I would like to branch out into it because like you said, I, I think that it's got a lot of uh advantages. You know. I'd probably do a uh, Glock frame in that. You know, I'd redo this one that I have here, the Glock 34 in nylon. So I at some point I feel like printing will become easy enough. They we're all going to be like 3D printer boomers and be like, back yeah. in my day, you had to tune your printers. These young whippersnappers don't know anything about E-steps. Can you guys I imagine when Cape and Danny are going, do you remember when and talking about <laughs> shit? Okay. You already can, though. Like, if you talk to someone, like, nobody buys the base Ender 3 anymore. And, like, if you mm. talk to people about it, like, well, do you remember this and that? Like, no, dude. I, I don't remember. Why did you buy such a shitty printer? <laughs> well, that's what we had. I canceled <laughs> my I canceled my Prusa XL pre-order yesterday. Oh, yeah, but did I'm you get a bamboo yet? Not yet. Shut up. Oh. There's a week around it. There's a week left. A I was talking left. to my wife about the bamboos, and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, it's this really nice printer, and you know, it just costs a lot more. And she goes, okay, so how long am I going to have before you end up buying that one? So I, I think the writing's on the wall. 
So we talked about ASA and ABS and nylons and all this stuff. And that is like, the hype is real when it comes to the bamboo. It's, you just put it in the machine and it prints it. I bought a roll of polycarbonate um, and just pushed print and it printed in polycarbonate. And I was like, I never thought I'd be printing polycarbonate shit. It's just bananas. Also, yes, many enemies. If you have yeah. nylons on uh, uh, not a bamboo, because bamboos just do them themselves, many will get you where you need to be. Beautiful print yeah. 24-7. I need to talk to him about that. I was talking to him actually on Twitter about that. I like him a lot. He's a nice guy. Um, He's a super nice and guy. Yeah, he knows a heck of a lot about nylon, and I need to like sit down and buckle down and talk with him and get this nailed out. Dude, the, so, uh, you know, happy about it. Bitplum, even Bitplum acknowledges that Mini Animes is the single best nylon printer in the world. So the nylon king. I've seen some of, like he showed me some of the stuff he's done, and it is great. Like it is really good stuff. Like yeah. impressive. We're the ones who start little fires. Yeah. What? We're the ones who start little fires. Is that an expression that I've never heard or something? What does it's that lyrics mean? of a song actually? But oh, okay. We're the ones who start little fires. I've they heard that. Out. Now it's gonna bug me. Yeah. Dead. Everybody should oh. be printing in nylon. It's so much easier than PLA. I promise. Just try it. You can print nylon X like right at two sixty, so you can do it with I mean, you can fucking get away with it on your on your unsouped up printers. <laughs> Dr. Now Death, I'm gonna I... have to do it. I have a question for you. Uh, yes. Not not ATF brought this up in the chat um, about AI, and I know um, the three D print general just put up a video about. Um, I think it was SCAD. He had Chat GPT write a SCAD code to get him <laughs> oh. a uh, a thing. Where do you see AI coming into this process? And do you think like they're going to try and censor it or you think we're going to find a way around it or is it just like, I think anything that they try to censor with AI is just going to get jailbroken almost immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, Because you can only put so many restrictions on it before you end up kneecapping the program. Because if you keep putting restrictions and keep putting on restrictions, then it's not going to be an intelligence. It's just going to be a, you know, SIM. Like it's going to be just a series of pre-recorded responses. Um, I think AI has potential. I think it needs to advance more from where it's at now. And I think it's going to take a lot of people working with it and a lot of data going in. I could see it being used for tricky geometry. I I really think that you could see uh, AI for like maybe feed lip angles, things like that. Um, I think that I'd love to have it eventually where you, uh, you can just put in like a basic gun design or whatever, and it could just create it based on all the information that's available. That would be awesome. Uh, I think it's going to be a tool. I think it's going to be a tool, um, at least for the foreseeable future in very niche applications, but they're going to keep expanding and they're going to keep growing. And it's going to all depend on how much attention and how long that attention lasts with AI and how, many people feed into it and how many people are willing to work with it and put in the time and uh, keep messing with it and keep advancing. it. Skynet win. Well, a couple of guys in the launcher room uh, 
got onto chat GPT and they were like, make me this rotary cannon, blah, 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 and email it to yeah. me. I was like, yeah, I'll email it to you right away. Chat GPT does not have an email client. So it's all just yeah. a big lie. Just keep that in mind. If you ask I, I, I will keep that in mind. Speaking of Skynet, my son is one year old and he was fighting the Roomba and I wanted to record it really badly and put the Terminator music on it. <laughs> but I didn't. <laughs> but I thought it would have been funny. So, like, how much do you think the general populace is aware that, uh, you know, ChatGPT is not sentient and there's no chance it becomes skynet anytime soon no like guys it's not skynet bit plum it's not gonna be i know they guy. literally have to write every single response someone has to write every single response all of them right like it's not even fucking ai is it yeah but doesn't it become sentient in like a fucking instant isn't that the whole thing with ai the singularity yeah, it just happens. The danger of this part. Come on, we've all read those articles where they're like, two AIs were talking to each other in an unknown code language and they had to be unplugged. Or yeah, it's fucking gibberish. It's gibberish, though. But they were talking to each other. 29 scientists killed in Japanese lab by AI robots. <laughs> we're not going to get a general artificial intelligence by just scaling the number of parameters on an LLM, okay? That's not... If that happens, I will be the first to admit I was wrong, but there's a 0% chance it happens. I and feel like Kate you says admitting you're scared wrong that the, when we need to be scared. I mean, I think you should be scared for reasons other than Fucking Skynet, panic. right? Like, ChatGPT and Stable Diffusion and Dolly and all these current generation of tools are like, unlike anything that's ever existed, in some very potentially bad ways for society right like there are tools that can generate things infinitely all day and you know you can create internet spam and flood amazon reviews and just do all sorts of things that uh were a lot more expensive and difficult to do in the past which will make things unpleasant but i don't there's no chance it's going to fucking take over the pentagon okay, okay. when okay but so one thing to think about, though, is like the way that the Church of Scientology became like a tax free or a tax exempt organization is they just bombarded the IRS with calls and emails and faxes and all kinds of shit. If you could figure out a way to just like link up like a botnet and then that AI and you put that together, we could make gun CAD tax like every gun purchase you have as a write off on your taxes. How sick would that be? Like we shouldn't limit ourselves just because it's like morally questionable. Penrose, can you uh, throw up that not legal advice? <laughs> Where <laughs> so, I feel like of all the three letter organizations to publicly act on the show, the IRS is one of the worst. By far, the more International Reptile ETA. Society. What kind of problem do you have with them? <laughs> oh, dude! When I was in Germany, they said that uh, they showed the Scientology temple, and the tour guide goes. We do not, in Germany, we do not consider Scientology a religion. And instead, it is considered a dangerous ideological threat to the state. And I'm like, if you're a Scientologist in that country, you better leave, like, immediately. Because they do not have a good record. <laughs> Doesn't it cost, oh like, a billion dollars a year to be, like, in the highest level of Scientology? Isn't that what Tom Cruise pays for his membership is, like, a billion dollars a year or something? 
My knowledge is limited to South Park episodes. Tom Cruise is not a billionaire. Dude, he is the like uh, highest level Scientologist you can achieve. If you go, he's done some interviews with Barbara Walters where they talk about Scientology, and he claims that like Scientology has made where he's never been sick before. Like he makes some pretty bold claims about this religion. Tom Cruise's net worth is six hundred and twenty million dollars. Oh, well, it's because I mean, he keeps that paying that fucking Scientology due every year. <laughs> That's pretty close to a billion dollars. That's what he's not going to be able to make next year's payment though yeah it might be a hundred million dollars i could be off by zero i don't know (laughs) oh man then all right well before we like attract the attention of the irs and scientology um (laughs) is there is there anything you want to chat about before we wrap up the show since uh we're coming near the end of time right now the end of times the end of times. Yeah. We, China is on its way, boys. You heard it on Out of Battery first. This, if I was this China, I would move on program. Taiwan immediately. I think the real danger is the people funding the AI research. I think they're the ones that you really have to watch out for. It's I mean, the same guy funding vaccine research. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I just get shot in the head through a window. <laughs> uh, Dr. Death, are you going to go to the gunmakers match? No, I'm not going to, and it's not because I don't want to. It's because I'm really busy, <laughs> and mm. I unfortunately just do not have the time. Do you guys, um, do you guys try to organize meetups and stuff? You know, there's talk about it. Nobody's done anything official, but uh, we're trying to see if like anyone would want to actually do it. You know, the, part of the issue with, and I'm sure you guys know this, like setting up these things is that you're dealing with a global user base you know and how many people are going to really be able to go to a set location and then you know there's always people that get angry about you know oh i wouldn't be caught dead someplace live and it's like well okay but also you're in a public chat i don't know you know but uh i i think that there's going to eventually be something i just don't have any firm details or anything other than knowing that there's a desire to try and so one one potential option, our good friend Mr. Swarm Tech down here is organizing that event in Michigan. So if anyone uh, of your homies over at the catalog or anyone you know in GunCAD wants to uh, go to an event, that one is definitely an option on Labor Day this year, uh, hosted by the the man himself, Mr. Swarm Tech. So did, did you say Labor Day? Very exciting. Labor Day weekend. That's correct. We got is Labor Day weekend your weekend, Saints. It is. It is indeed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, even if you guys don't host one anytime soon, you're definitely uh, welcome over there, man. I, th- I think Thank you very much. Yeah. I really appreciate that. And I will pass the message along as well. That sounds like it would be an absolute blast. Hell yeah. We had a lot it of fun is. last year. We're going to be uh, doing it even bigger this year. So we'll uh, we'll have more nice. details for it as as we get closer to. Still got a couple months out. Just enough time to block it off in the calendar. The meetup. Seriously, yeah. Keep me informed. I, I'm curious now. So, Dude, thank hell you. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, if you have uh, a Discord, we do in fact have an after party, which I will uh, actually Penrose. Can you post the invite for me, Doc? Penrose, do the thing. Penrose, I need you. Jamie, bring that up. 
Hi, Penrose. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I have to go find it? Where is it? Uh, Justin Wayne? did it. Justin makes a, bring po- a good point. Uh, so, Gunmakers Match 3, April 22nd. Right outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hell yeah. Okay, I found it. I'm showing the Discord link. So if you guys want to come chill, we will be in Discord after this. Um, Justin is telling me something about Utreon. So something about Utreon. Here's what's going to happen. In season four, we're going to be on YouTube for about 10 minutes. And then you're going to have to go and switch over to another platform where we're going to set up a gigantic paywall. That's the way to do it right there. I got Bitplum on Russell Brand. Now he's trying to do Russell Brand shit. Wait, what? What? Dude, what Russell right. Brand, the comedian. So I was yeah, kidding, but-, but what he does is like, <laughs> so he, you know, he starts the stream on YouTube and then he ends the YouTube stream ten minutes in. You got to go back over to Rumble to finish watching the stream because fuck YouTube. Can he's I get a conspiracy YouTube? No. You- YouTube on is YouTube? sucky. Dude, you can hold guns on Rumble. We could be doing our show and like holding guns, like the whole shooting time. full yeah. auto midstream. Dude, dude. fucking <laughs> NFA does not apply at Rumble. Yep, <laughs> it's the perfect plan. Can run the legal advice banner. This is no, no, no. Take out the asterisk and the oh, not. Okay. <laughs> um. So Justin clarified what he meant about Utreon. There are some stickers available on our Etsy page. Our link tree is down there. And the Utreon thing, uh, you can support us or alternatively just watch us in a place that doesn't give money to, uh, you know, our alphabet overlords. So, you know, that's always an option. The show is not live there currently, but... Fuck it, let's just say it right now. It's season four. Let's just try and make it so we always go live on both. On that, yeah. Way. Because what happens when we get kicked off anyway? We're gonna have to, you know. Yeah, it's gonna Smoke be sounds. annoying because we're no. winning, right? Like we're winning, definitely. Yep. Oh, definitely. Like really, or hell yeah. So hell yeah. that's probably it for today. We love you guys. We hope you have a wonderful week. And uh, next week will be our break before season four. Thank you very much for joining us today, Dr. Death. It's been a real pleasure, man. Thank you so much for having me. I had an absolute blast. It was great meeting all of you. And I will hang out with you on Discord afterward for a little bit. Hell yeah. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace. Bye. Hell yeah, dude.